What's up? This is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic. Hey, 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 how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Matt? Really well, really well. Episode 115. We're recording this right after the AGT finale happened for season 17. Did yes. you see it? I caught the clips. I didn't see it live. I saw right. the um, finale performances, and then I saw a couple of the uh, like result show performances, and then the the announcement. But we haven't even talked about it since the semifinals. There was another magician who didn't make it to the finals. And us, by the way. Heavy spoiler alerts if you haven't. <laughs> if you <laughs> Lots haven't, of spoilers seen it. coming yeah, at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the if, magic TV world right now. If somehow you manage to miss the headlines uh, <laughs> of it and want to watch it, then uh, pause this and then come back, and then you can listen to us dissect it more. But uh, Mervant Vera, the rapping uh, magician, performed in the semifinals, and I thought I did a really good job. I don't know if did you catch that performance at all? I, yeah, I think I saw all the magic from the past couple of weeks. Oh, um, good. I really enjoyed it. You know? Yeah. Uh, he, he did a great job. I'm actually surprised it didn't go through. They loved him, too. They were praising him about how unique it was combining the rapping with the magic. And uh, I, I don't know. It's I, The only thing that I think maybe um, has been a little oversaturated are these inspirational messages. Because that's been well, a common trend for the past several years now but uh it you know what else is saturated is okay everybody look under your seats yeah that's what i was thinking so for those of you who didn't see it he had uh heidi pick now up. it's okay for me to do it because i did it first <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah tiana's idea yeah, yeah which has been recycled many times over i'd love to put together a collage oh, since yeah yeah s- since 2016 when i did it of everyone doing it. <laughs> I was just going to say, those are the benefits of being the first to do something on the show is you can always claim that. Um, but yeah, for those of you who didn't see it, uh, he uh, he had like Heidi select a uh, page from his songbook and it happened to be the word like inspire. And then under everyone's seat was the word inspiration as the big kicker to the end. Uh, but I mean, the, the fact that he was like rapping off of uh, words, that was very fun. It was a great routine. Yeah, the freestyle yeah. rap combination with the magic is yeah. really what made it cool. I, I, I'm actually really surprised that yeah. he didn't get voted through. I but think only two acts going through. It's kind of yeah. crazy. And I think the fact that there's already two magicians in the final probably didn't help, which is just I think a timing thing of where you're placed in the in the competing in the semifinals. Right. But then we went on to the finals and we had uh, Yuho Jin and Nicholas Ribs perform. Uh, did you see those? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I saw all the magic. OK, cool. Uh, what'd you think? Thoughts? I, th- I thought they were great. Yeah. I really I really enjoyed all of Nicholas Ribs performances. All of Yuho Jin's performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the crazy thing that I want to point out here is how much the show has changed. Like yeah. it yes. changed from when you were on to when I was on just mm-hmm. a couple of years later, and it's changed so much since then. Um, well, it evolves with the times, which is a good thing. However, it does affect the performers. So, like for example, um, Yuho Jin. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert! Did not win the show. 
I, but well, could have l- let's last do night. spoiler r- r- uh, reveal spoiler alert on both of them they did not win because the magician did not win this magician, time that would have been the big headline of us coming out the gate yeah which again could be a timing thing because a magician won last year exactly exactly right right so anyway my point is he could have won last night in three performances you my oh, friend right. Had to claw and scratch your way through four performances to make it to the semifinals. Yeah, exactly. And then, <laughs> and then, I've been posting your your AGT run videos on our Patreon, and I was it like six performances you did? Eight, eight, <laughs> eight performances. That's a lot. <laughs> Just in that one year. Yeah, yeah. One summer, I should say. <laughs> They're really uh, streamlining it, so you can really now, go now through. You think- yeah. You think like, okay, now for some performers, that actually gives you an advantage. Right. Well, for many, I mean, in a way, all the performers, maybe it gives an advantage if you don't have like a whole lot of depth of things that'll work in that that format. Mm-hmm. However, I do want to point out to you, Hojin's credit, made it all the way to the end of the show. Every episode, you know, and uh, didn't even touch his FISM act. I was just going to say. <laughs> You got a little bit of it uh, because he was doing part of his FISM act in The Illusionists when that was on tour. And he had like a piece to close The Illusionists that, uh, you know, was spreading the cards and having like a message on it. So he got a little bit of that, but not in his final performance. That was in his no. collaboration with, uh, I don't know if you saw it, with Nicholas Ribbs. I did. I saw all and, the magic. And yeah. Shin Lim. So he got a little taste of just his closer from The Illusionist tour. But his Yeah, FISM but that's act, not the, the FISM act, though. Right. The FISM act is his like, yeah like the floating cards and all that stuff, which is the, wild. The stand-up manipulation. There's no table yeah, in the FISM yeah, act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a stand-up <laughs> act. And uh, I don't know if they said, you know, round one. Oh, no, he wasn't even at a table in round one. He was around like a like a picture frame. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. I guess he didn't need it. He just wanted to do new stuff. I mean, I guess maybe so. he's got I enough for footage. Sure we were going to get it. <laughs> hey, we got the song from it in the collaboration, mm-hmm. which I yeah, liked. Yeah. The collaboration was really well done i really liked them passing the magic like a coin to nick from yuho jin to nicholas and then the card to shin while he's shin playing piano the whole time it was very i love that song too it just works it was beautiful and also just backstepping a little bit um and the magic looked great too it really did yeah um backstepping a little bit to yuho jin's finale performance Mm mm-hmm I mean, that, that Statue of Liberty thing, I'm looking at the YouTube comments, and people weren't talking about the magic. They were talking about how they felt right. when they saw it. It was like the – I was so shocked when I shared that video of his from his previous performance, and people were just, mm-hmm. like, commenting on the magic. But with that last one, somehow it broke through those barriers because it, all the comments were just about what they felt when they saw that Statue of Liberty at the end. Well, what I really loved about that ending particularly is because it, it took things from outside magic and used them in a fun way. Because I, I love watching all these like um, uh, artists, uh, like they, they make sculptures and they're using shadow to create the, the image behind it. But but looking at it regularly, it's like a lot of a lot of garbage, and you can't tell what it is until that light shines on it and creates this amazing silhouette. So the fact that he was able to take that inspiration from an outside source and then put it into the magic is always what I'm trying to find like fun ways to inspire us from you know different different ideas because oftentimes it's like that snake eating its own tail. We're just seeing magic all the time, and it starts to look the same and get you know, <laughs> self-referential. So I just love the fact that anything can 
bring it to that next level. And I really love that Statue of Liberty silhouette. And since we promised spoilers, the winner of America's Gut Talent season 17 is the Mayas, which was the uh, Lebanese uh, dance group. That did amazing. There was like so many of them too. How many? There's like fifty in that dance troupe. It seems. I, I just want to say you've been saying for probably, oh gosh, probably eight or nine years mm-hmm. that you know one of those big dance teams hasn't won yet. I was. This is the first time a dance group has won. Now, other than your season, is this the only time it wasn't a solo act? I think it is. Um, you got season yeah. one, Bianca Ryan. You got Terry Fader. You oh, we're got... gonna go through them all. <laughs> Do you have no, them all? <laughs> no. But I'm just go, like yeah. trying to quickly go through in my head, essentially out loud, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is an oxymoron in itself. Aren't they all solo performers? I think so. Yeah, yeah. a lot of dogs. So this might be the first big group. Two people with dogs. Do the dogs right? But even that became a solo act, right? When they came to Vegas, wasn't it just the father or the son, and the other one went on tour or something? Maybe, but you can't discount the dogs the dogs oh, that's, are part true. Of the that's true <laughs> they're some would say they're doing the most work <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> um yeah that, i think you're right i think this is the time the first uh like well i was just thinking of like the prize money you gotta split that amongst all those members of this dance team <laughs> oh my gosh you're right how many are there like 30 of them there's so many there's a lot but uh, I guess well, you'll be seeing them in Vegas because they'll probably be doing that AGT live show at some point. Well, in theory, so. yeah. Wow, that's an interesting, mm-hmm. an interesting thing, right? Now they all are they all gonna share gonna one dressing room? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, are they from Lebanon? Like, yeah, maybe, maybe it's just a little stint. But I'm just thinking backstage space of just how many people are. I'm involved. thinking hotel rooms. I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking everything. <laughs> logistically yeah fascinating uh wow yeah i can't wait yeah Yeah. (laughs) well usually the winner does like a year yeah that's right yeah so we shall see although we only have the previous year as precedent because they haven't done that when i say usually (laughs) i'm referring to the eight months that the show has been open exactly yeah yeah (laughs) well Um, that'll be interesting yeah i mean this season just felt so quick but also, like, it's mid-September and it's over, and that seems about when it usually ends. Yeah, it's right? always the it's always the finale is always this time of year. But yeah, it did it did feel different to me too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I guess there were no judge cut rounds, right? It kind of went straight you, from semifinals into finals, and it was really limiting the number from each of those rounds into. Yeah, it was just yeah. more acts and less of getting to know each one. Uh, I'll tell you the other thing that I thought was fascinating and these like little combined performances during the results show is uh, they were introduced, the magic acts were introduced by Henry Winkler for some reason. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Is it just you and me who don't understand what the context was? Because we watched it online. Maybe. So like I just popped it on and there's the Fonz. There's Henry Winkler, who I love. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm always happy to see more Henry Winkler when I turn on any TV program. But I was like, well, where's Terry? What's happening? Yeah, I wonder if it was like, what did you just, he was just like, all right, we just did the Emmys on Monday for Barry. You know, they were up for nominations there. He's like, well, I might as well just stay in big theater productions now. <laughs> like, maybe yeah, there must the have been same, some context. Was it the same theater as the Emmys and he just never left? That's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there was like a video package leading up to it that we didn't get, you know, to yeah, see. Yeah. 
So here we are, and we're going to be correcting ourselves next week, like I did a couple of weeks ago with the Nip- Nicholas Ribs Act that I oh, barely yeah. saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought they were all really well done. I mean, it was it was such an interesting mix of magic on this season too, uh, and just like you know what Nicholas does with the projections was so unique and original and then of course yuho jin so i mean it was a good year for magic i think and then oh i thought it was a great year for magic and i love that it showed a different style and Mm -hmm. it was interesting too because like you had nicholas ribs and yuho jin who were like in a similar vein but felt totally different right right um and just couldn't be more different from the style of magic that i did on the show and then had Mm -hmm. been sort of Mm -hmm. recycled so to speak for a couple years after that um it, it's it's definitely was a it, it was it was very cool i loved the vibe yeah i think it's great and now we just wait until we see next season which i'm sure they're already scouting and trying to find magic acts because uh, i mean they even said you know magic's the most popular category on the show like simon said that during the season and, and it was funny when they brought uh the ventriloquist because you were raving about the ventriloquist this year too and yeah she, she came back as the wild card i was like yeah. i so called this she so deserved to be there and she performed in the results show with darcy lynn and terry fader and even terry fader's like yeah when you know this all comes together and you inspire people it's like magic they're using magic as like the reference point on the show but you you mentioned this. We talked about this because I think we had a mailbag asking about if magic was more popular now or less now. And you mm-hmm. always say it's sort of in its it's it's having a golden age of itself. And I agree. It's in you know mm-hmm. cell phone commercials and real estate. You see like references to magic and uses of magic in people's political ads. I mean, it's literally <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. It's it's um, it's a good time to be in this field. Uh, I think so. And it's one of those outlier things, I think, too. Uh, not to go all Malcolm Gladwell because he's also been in the news recently later. But uh, but he uh, but it's just like happened to be at the right time, right place that we got involved in magic, and then you know, kind of the environment where that could thrive, uh, you know, flourished around us, and we just happened to be, you know. Or anyone who's doing it now, you know, you can't premeditatively be like, well, magic's going to be huge in 20 years or so when we started, right? Right. <laughs> it just kind of just happened to work out. And it's just like those little outliers of all the, the stars coming together. So I hope it continues to grow. And and, and I do love, I mean, to, to AGT's credit, I mean, the fact that they're really showcasing different genres of magic mm-hmm. is so great. Yeah, and I think we've talked in the past how it's hard to become like a huge superstar in, in this day and age because everything's so fragmented and, you know, you've got social media and you've got so many streaming networks. And it's not a monoculture anymore. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for, monoculture. But I think the benefits are people can understand there's different flavors. So they're like, we want a Matt Franco style or we want an Eric Dittleman style of mentalism. or And then you can get what's more specific to fit the needs of the client or the audience or the entertainment value or whatever they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Which Absolutely. I love, which I love. Um, what else did you uh, do? Yeah, if you hear anything in the background, you got construction still going on in your house, Matt. I, I, I love that the podcast probably documents how long this has been happening. It's not going to stop, so we, we just got to record through it yeah, that, <laughs> for that, the rest of our lives. That's totally fine. Yeah, so <laughs> if you hear buzz saws in the background, I'll try not to edit them out so that it doesn't sound like we're just crazy people talking about nothing. <laughs> but uh, 
<laughs> I will try and minimize some of them <laughs> so it's not too distracting. Do we have to pause? No, we're good. We're good. It's we'll, okay on your end? Yeah, we'll keep going. We'll keep okay, going. cool. Yeah. Um, and then um, what else happened in Vegas? You you left us on a cliffhanger last week, Matt, of something that happened with audience members, uh, selecting audience members. And we said, we'll put a pin in it. We got into yeah. a big discussion about secrets and their, their right. uh, importance, which I do want to revisit as well, uh, whether it's cool. this episode or next week. But um, – but let's hear. Let's let's. Uh, we never got back to that pin, so let's not keep our listeners uh, hanging. What okay. happened, Matt? <laughs> I've actually had two more since then. Oh, but, um, I can't I wait. will dive into it. So the first one that I was referring to, and I'm and I'm having trouble remembering the context of why we brought this up. But mm-hmm. I uh, I brought uh, two people on stage, and they sit next to me, and I'm going to do some coin magic, but I'm going to do it essentially blindfolded. Um, and I'll, I'm actually completely covered so that the focus just just on the hands and there is no misdirection or distractions of any kind with facial expressions or even body language. Yeah. And as soon as I'm covered up, uh, unbeknownst to me, the guy on stage actually grabbed the coin purse, the empty coin purse. The coins were already laid out on the table. Oh, interesting. And sat on it, like put it under his butt and sat on it. And I had no idea. <laughs> So now I, I just start performing the routine. And like there wasn't a whole lot of reaction from the audience to him doing that. It was more of just one of those awkward things. Like it wasn't the type of thing that's really going to get like an audible laugh. Right, right. It's it it more or less just confusion, right? Like what, what's happening here? So anyway, I go through the routine. The routine is over. And at the end of the routine, I'm still blindfolded. I have to reach for the purse. Right, so you're reaching for nothing now. Well, no, we didn't even get there. We didn't even get there. This <laughs> oh. is how good my team is. So mm-hmm. Vinny, our, our lead magic tech, notices this is all taking place. Mm-hmm. And he's not on stage. But as the routine is coming to a close, as I'm about to reach for the purse, he enters. Now, normally he enters at the end of it anyway, but he enters just a f- few seconds early. And I hear his voice mm. as I'm finishing up the routine and he's not normally there behind me at this point. So I'm like, okay, something weird's happening. And, um, (laughs) I, I hear him say something to the effect of, and I don't remember his exact wording, but it was sort of just this very nonchalant, clear, concise, take the purse out from under your butt, please. And like, (laughs) (laughs) and as I went and reached for the purse, I heard him say that. So I just turned my hand palm up instead of palm down. Right. And and waited, and the purse landed in my hand. <laughs> and the, the guy had handed it to me, and I opened it, and the coins appeared in the purse. Oh, wow. That almost makes it stronger because he's sitting on it the whole time. <laughs> now, yes, it almost does make it stronger. In fact, it is stronger. The only thing that doesn't make it stronger um, in this particular case, because not to just sound like um, a total hero from all this. Right. If I had known that he had done that, right. that would have been amazing because yeah. I could have said that line. Exactly. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the only reason it, it wasn't stronger is because um, all the timing's off. All the beats are off. People mm-hmm. are supposed to be mm-hmm. watching the first phase of the routine, but now they're getting distracted by what he's doing. Right. Right. So, like, and I you- knew by what was the reactions I was getting that something was a little wrong. And off. you have, I mean, the benefit of where the way it's supposed to be staged is you also have a camera pointing down at the, the table so people can be staring at that 
purse yeah, it's the visible. whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's visible. So that's interesting. You're right. You're you're kind of splitting the attention so the the through line of what's supposed to be happening could be muddied a bit. Uh, yeah, it just muddies the whole yeah. thing a little yeah. bit. And and the thing I wanted to get to here is this this person was was clearly intoxicated. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And normally I go into the audience and I strongly suggest everyone do this if you're a performer of any kind mm-hmm. involving audience participation. Um Always, always only rely on yourself to select the audience members as opposed to <laughs> right. uh, the event planner or mm-hmm. an assistant or whoever. But not only that, I, I, I go up, I say what the music is playing. So this is all off. You know, this isn't something people are really hearing. I say, what's your name? Sometimes I say, where are you from? It doesn't really matter what I'm asking them. It doesn't so much matter what they're saying, but how they're answering those questions is how I'm judging whether or not I'm going to proceed with bringing them on stage. In this case... I was very fooled. I looked at the distance. <laughs> this guy was yeah. um, well put together, very well dressed. Um, had I spoken to him, I probably would have picked up on or smelled <laughs> the right, alcohol right. level. That was really not someone you would want to bring on stage, even with very little responsibility. It's like if if in my... Sh- <laughs> Sorry for the buzz off. Yeah. <laughs> if in my show, I'm going to bring up someone... Um, for that has very little responsibility this would be it all they have to do is sit there and right you know the participation level is low so if you're gonna if they're gonna be drunk this would be it but even this was too much wow. so lesson to myself don't just point from 20 feet away and go yeah you come on up <laughs> exactly yeah 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 you're gonna be and it might work nine more. out of ten times and i and i'm i did it two nights later and it was okay right but i was like oh why did i do that again right yeah that's so interesting. Um, I, a couple thoughts. One is I just saw, and I apologize, I don't have the comedian's name in front of me because it was a retweet. I read a thread of a performer who was, uh, he, he talks about having a stutter on stage. But as he came out, some audience member in the front row thought that the comedian was making fun of his the, the audience members stutter and was like calling him out. And then the comedian's trying to like dig himself out of this hole being like, no, I you know, I'm part of the community. I do advocacy for this and won the audience back. But then at the end of the show, the guy who was causing a stink in the audience came up to him and goes, Oh, I was just making that all up. I don't have a stutter. I was trying to do that to make you look good or something like that. So it's like, what is the boldness of these audience members sometimes to think that they're helping the show when really the best way to help the show is just by being a good audience member. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right, right. right. (laughs) Yeah. And again, though, I mean, I try to have as much sympathy or empathy as I can in terms of like, yeah, that that they don't know how to help a show in many cases. And and we shouldn't necessarily expect them to. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, that person really did believe they were helping the show in that case you know in in, in that comedian's case for sure but again the the show's structured in a way like you know sometimes hecklers always say like they're helping the show by adding to it it's like no i think people would rather hear how the show's supposed to go because we practiced a lot right right i mean i do love those off the rail moments and i have fun with them sometimes Mm -hmm. but uh, it's Mm -hmm. all you know given the situation and it's like no it's i'm not hoping that people are going to interrupt the show (laughs) for it to go off the rails. (laughs) But we've done enough performances that we can handle any situation. The other thing I had, though, Matt, is like, how amazing it is to have a crew that's there watching your back the whole time to make sure things go smoothly, like Vinny coming out and taking the initiative to, like, help that moment of the show, that last uh, kicker ending. 
It's unbelievable. I mean, we just have uh, yeah, unbelievable nonverbal communication mm. d- throughout the show. It's it's really outstanding, and it really is like a family. And uh, just so appreciative of them. And Vinny's such a pro. Yeah, that's good. you know what I mean. Like for him to just walk out there and say that, and and there's no the, the tone he used was friendly but so firm. There was zero chance of that person, essentially zero chance of that person not following his direction. I was going to say, if it was matching the tone you just demonstrated here by repeating his phrase, I was like, it sounded very like flight attendant, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. like clear, direct, pleasant, (laughs) right? But if you don't, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) There's a subtext too. (laughs) There's sometimes that little like trick, which I I guess it gets a little bit tricky now with like, you know, touching audience members, but like just putting like the hand on the shoulder and doing a little squeeze sometimes could be like, no, I really mean like do your part (laughs) with a little extra physical (laughs) grab of just on the shoulder, like a little, yeah, claw. (laughs) Right. That's fantastic. Well, that's great. I'm glad you, I mean, it's amazing that you've been doing the show for seven years and you find moments like this that still can happen. That and, was a first as yeah. far as I recall. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. So, that's yep. great. Uh, the other uh, thing that, uh, I mean, lots to discuss. I've been on the road too, but uh, I just want to say uh, we did not forget about a television show on Netflix that has sometimes overtaken this podcast. For those right. of you who messaged me and said, I can't believe you have not talked about Cobra Kai. <laughs> uh, did you watch it all? Oh yeah. And one, well, I watched six or seven episodes, I think six. And then I fell asleep for three hours because it comes out at midnight. I fell asleep for three hours and finished it up. Wow. So you watched it as soon as it came out. For those yes. of you just joining us, like I said, sometimes we are a Cobra Kai podcast because this is, uh, Matt, your favorite movie, we'll say, is Karate Kid, right? Well, it's one of my favorites. Definitely the top of, of, of the five movies you've seen. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a favorite. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, of yeah. course, we've been following the television show. Uh, I couldn't watch it right when it came out. I was so busy this weekend, but I had a trip back from... Fargo, North Dakota, which was a long travel day. And I watched it all in my travels back in one day, <laughs> one sitting. Wow. <laughs> well, on the plane, you mean? On the plane. Well, and... I started it earlier in the day and then, okay. you know, getting to the airport and then on the plane. And then like Great. by the time There's I no got back, way. I finished the, the whole season. And uh, boy, is that show well done, Matt. It's so great. Did you enjoy? <laughs> I did. I was just thinking, it was like every sequel to the nostalgic past we have needs to like follow this format because they they're bringing back old characters they're doing it with the right tone where it's not taking itself too seriously but paying nice homage to the original and it's just like you can see the 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 respect and they're not just rehashing the old plots it's not at just, all no it's finding new ways to get the characters we love to interact with each other and and add new elements to that that rhyme with the uh, the original, but aren't necessarily exactly the same. It uh, yeah, it, it's great storytelling too. Yeah, and just even the little like touches of honoring Miyagi, you know, who was obviously no longer with us, uh, but he's still present in the in the story, and you get to feel the uh, the 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 impact the character had on the characters of the show 
uh, they show him just the same amount of respect. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Loved it. I'm glad you watched it. Yeah. I yeah. was blown away by this season, to be honest. <laughs> I will say, uh, again, if we're on spoilers, I won't go into the exact plot details, but uh, boy, did they luck out with that actor who plays Terry Silver. Right? Well, why do you mean luck out? I mean, he was in Karate Kid 3. He is a bit over the top. I wouldn't say he was like bit? the best actor, <laughs> even <laughs> in those movies. <laughs> but like, and then he like disappeared for a long time and they basically just brought him back for this role. I don't think he's acted in like a decade. Yeah. And yeah. he's so perfect and he's so <laughs> menacing. I was like, he like upped his acting game for this series. And he's, oh, big time! Yeah, no, he's one of my favorite villains ever. I mean, he's so he's so menacing. Love to hate him. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I just thought it was a really really fun season. So uh, uh, that'll be our highest recommendation. If it wasn't obvious already for our yep. listeners to go watch Cobra Kai, um, Matt, let's uh, jump into our riddles, shall we? Nuts. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles! Okay, uh, I'm keeping them short and sweet for you because I've been giving you some long, hard logic puzzles lately. Uh, so this one, Matt, is for you. Um, I have an eye, but am blind. A sea, but no water. A bee, but no honey. Tea, but no coffee. And why, but no answer. What am I? Okay, as soon as you said I, but no, but what was that first one? But I'm blind. And I, but I'm blind, I thought immediately we were talking about a needle. Okay. And now I do not think that because that got canceled out. So now I think an I might be the letter I. So I need to hear what was after the blind one. Hmm. Now that I'm saying this out loud, this might be a better written riddle. Uh, but. <laughs> so is it E-Y-E? Yeah, I'm reading all these uh, words written out. So I have an I but am blind, a C but no water, a B but no honey, T but no coffee, and a Y but no answer. So they're all words except the last one is the letter Y. No, like a Y, like a question, W-H-Y. Oh, oh, so they're not letters at all. Right. All right, one more time then, like, sorry. Like you have a Y, uh, like like you have a yeah, how, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have a Y, but, now but I need, no now, answer. Now yeah. that I have more context, right. it right. changes it. I think you were on the right track here, I'm just going to say, but uh, I have an I, but I'm blind, a C, but no water, a B, but no honey, T, but no coffee, and a Y, but no answer. What am I? So it was on the right track in the beginning with the needle thing? No, with your second track. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And the last question is, what am I? Yeah. Like well, I said, it is an audio. It's better. It's easier to pick up because it's audio, but reading it, it's harder to pick up because. So it's, it's literally, I don't, I, the, so I just have to figure out which letters you said and then figure out whether or not they already spell a word or if they're scrambled. That's well, where I'm at. Well, where would you find all those letters anyway? Um, you don't have to don't, do any anagrams. You don't have to find these particular ones. Was it A E I O U? Is that what it was? <laughs> no, because there was a B in there. Yeah, it's and a I, T. C, B, T, and Y. But those aren't going to spell anything by themselves. But where would you find all those? 
I C B T Y. And where would you find all those letters? How many are those? One, two, three, four, five. And like maybe 21 others. In the <laughs> alphabet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so it's just an alphabet clue. <laughs> it's Got just, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have all of those things. You, yeah, I guess you could extend it longer and find other words that have uh, letters that have meanings like a U but no sheep or something like that right <laughs> or, or uh, uh i'm trying to think of other ones right now i mean <laughs> you could go dirty and like like a pee but no toilet <laughs> right right <laughs> uh anyway well done you got that uh let's jump over to trivia matt picks up the question then he stares at it eric's at the ready time to use his wit pressure pressure Pressure, trivia, pressure, trivia time. Do you know anything about cricket? Uh, the sport or the insect? Sport. <laughs> uh, very little. How many players are in a cricket team? Oh, I don't know that at all. Uh, I know like, uh, like it's a flat bat. I know you hit it and then you run between wickets i think are they called i've got choices um i want to say it's like similar to baseball so i'm like around like nine on the field but what was the question was it on the team or on the field it says how many players are in a cricket team but i assume that means on the field oh yeah okay so it's not there's not like a dugout where like, like we're not including like the the substitutions or whatever if there are any they didn't offer any other details on okay. the website that I used to source this, but I'm assuming this is right. on the field. Okay, so let's get the choices. Okay, 8, 9, 10, 11. Mm. Now, I want to say 9 is too obvious because it's exactly the same as baseball. Um, so 10 sounds interesting because I think there's like, oh, like there's a bowler. I don't know. Um, and then 11 is like football. And I I'm between 10 and 11, Matt. I'm not sure. <laughs> this is interesting because I'm sure this is like a very well-known thing for our out-of-U.S. listeners, <laughs> of international I wouldn't listeners. have known. And I also but think I'm in the US. it's probably very obvious for anyone who's like way more into sports than clearly the two of us are. <laughs> 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 I'm going to gut instinct is 10. I'm going to go 10. I'm going to ask people backstage like, you know, we've got some sports fans back there. I'm going to see if they know the answer to this. I am curious if this is general sports knowledge that we're yeah. supposed to know. I don't think it is, to be honest. But um, mm. the answer is not 10. Not 10. 11? It is 11. I knew it was between the two. So <laughs> uh, this is making me uh, feel all the anxiety I had last night because we went to a pub trivia night. And it was just oh. me and a buddy. Normally, we have six people on the team. But like we, we did not do as well as we hoped. But it, I'm a little rusty. I haven't been to a pub trivia night in a long time. So, uh, But uh, we, did, we did all right. There was a few that, uh, questions that only our team got that no one else in the, at the bar got. So, uh, mm hmm I felt pretty good about those. I'm but, sure you did well. <laughs> but we might we might be playing again more often now. <laughs> awesome. Once we round out some of those categories that we, we don't do well on, like sports. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I do get you on the sports ones. You do. You do, definitely, yeah. for sure. A great session, nonetheless. Um, yeah, Matt. Uh, what else is going on in Vegas? 
Uh, well, we finished up the uh, animal supply drive, so now I can go back to being my tacky self where I implore people to buy tickets instead of <laughs> get them for free. Nice. I like that. Um, I have a couple more stories similar to mm. the one we talked about with the uh, volunteer confusion, but I yeah. don't know if we want to put a pin in those and wait. Um, you've been you've been traveling around a bit. Do um, you have anything on your end that you wanted to dive into? I know we have a little bit of a shorter week uh, for this episode. Yeah. Um, I, I just I don't know. I'm curious to get your thoughts on how to deal with this because I know nowadays you have like you know managers and tech crew on the road. Uh, you know travel managers. What's that? That's not the word. Road what? manager. Road manager. That's or tour manager. To either word. Yeah. Either phrase. That handle a lot of the logistics and the communication. But uh, I mean, a lot of these uh, colleges and you know even some corporates that I do. Sometimes you know people are busy. They don't get back to you. So I'm doing a lot of the advancing myself, uh, mm -hmm. just to reach out to make sure things are going. But uh, um, sometimes they don't get back to you in a relatively, you know good time frame for you to mentally prepare right so, in a few situations recently i've arrived at the venue not knowing what they had uh which is always the case sometimes with colleges because you don't know what, where you're going to perform sometimes but uh you, that's why you do advance the show so you can find out that information but uh i'm just uh you know not having the the right communication brought up a, like a lot of anxiety going to some of these places and then trying to problem solve in the moment when we have a set door time you know i'm just curious if you have any tips or strategies one if you've experienced and two how do you process it and, definitely and have experienced it, it. i <laughs> yeah. definitely can relate to like showing up not even knowing if this gig is confirmed <laughs> yes and that was the like, other thing too is like did we get a contract because i'm flying there <laughs> like yeah i'm pretty sure we did but i haven't heard anything in yeah. a long time um i think it's just about being ready to pivot right so right. like yeah. yeah i i have one war story of showing up to a college i wish i could remember what state this was in somewhere sort of nondescript mm -hmm. <laughs> um in in Somewhere in, in America, uh, I, I got to the gig. This was a college back in the day. And um, stop me if I've already told you this story, mm -hmm. but I don't believe I've ever told you. Okay. I, there's, this, there's like a tent set up outside, like, a, like, like yeah. almost like a, a tent you would see at like a really big graduation party with like right. the stakes and a tent. Not really closed on the sides. So you're going to deal with the elements of the outdoors. I believe I may have done the same gig. <laughs> 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 well, let's see. Let's see if it was the same gig. How how each of us went about it, right? So, this the the tent wasn't the worst part. So they have like a, a maybe I want to say this riser had to be like inches. I'm talking yeah. two to three inches off yeah. the ground, not six, not twelve. Sure, like yeah. a three inch platform. Like why even a, have a platform at that yeah. point? <laughs> like on the grass. Now mm -hmm. this is supposed to be the stage, right? The worst part behind me. Mm -hmm. Full blown soccer game, a soccer game. I thought it was gonna be a, like a like a inflatable obstacle course because that's no. the one that I was thinking when I did this game. <laughs> not a practice, not a scrimmage. <laughs> Whistles, referees, coaches, parents, families. I mean, I don't think it was even a college soccer game. It was like kids or something. I don't know if it's middle school or what it was. Just I said, look, guys. But I, importantly, I Matt, how many players were on the field? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> <laughs> that is a question I don't know the answer to. <laughs> Way too many is the answer. <laughs> there, and, and this is going on 
directly. This is your backdrop. Yeah. This is yeah. your curtain. I'd rather have a mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd rather do card manipulation in front of a mirror right. than have this uh, be the backdrop. So what we ended up, I, I said, like, look, this is this really is not ideal. What time yeah. do these games go on? They're like, oh, it's a tournament. It's going to be all night. I was like, yeah. Do you have anywhere else we can do the show? Which is like really <laughs> yeah. the last thing you want to yeah. say to them. Right. Because you want to be easy to work with and everything. And um, they were like a little bit resistant. Like, oh, we were so excited about doing it outside. And it was terrible weather, by the way. It was freezing out. I was like, is, do you have any other options? And like literally this, the, where the stage was set, stage, quote unquote, right. was set up, was adjacent to a building. They said, mm-hmm. well, we do have a little bit of like a performance space that could work in there, maybe. And I was like, let's go see that. Was it a full-blown gorgeous theater? gorgeous theater <laughs> like literally and not not huge like literally just the ideal scenario for pretty much any college performance of any kind and like plug and play i take you know my music system at the time plug it in microphone boom everything works and like i did my setup you know which normally i gave myself like 90 minutes for this yeah. is all rushing last minute and yeah. like got it done in like nine minutes because it was just so easy <laughs> use the resources you have like it's there (laughs) and and it was literally on site like so people showing up to go to the show yeah you just had to point them oh it's over here instead of over there like it was like (laughs) it was so easy to redirect everybody i mean and it it was a great show but anyway yeah like you got to be ready to pivot um anyway so you had a bounce house at yours is that no 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 when i did the uh, tent gig similar to that (laughs) like but that's pretty standard but i I mean there's there is this inkling i'm sorry what is standard uh uh, no like uh, (laughs) (laughs) behind all of the eric diddleman performances there is a moon bounce When I did, when I did, yeah, when I did the, 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 uh, the, when you have an outdoor type of venue, like there's going to be other oh. activities. That's what I mean. But gotcha. I, I mean, but that's it, fascinating. But the, the inkling for a lot of these colleges, particularly, are to be like, let's do it outside for some reason. And it's just like, a theater is better for enjoying this type of show, I would say. Right. But you do right. learn to adapt and you can make it work. Uh, in, uh, in a recent, uh, situation where I was having a lot of anxiety just because of this lack of communication, uh, I realized my strategy is yes, it's okay to feel anxious and and worry about the show, and like I realize I just have to like send a text message to my agent to vent, and right. then and then I'm good because I also then have to remember after is like we always find a way to make it work regardless, and they always right. love the show regardless mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. again they're just sometimes happy that you are there and they've not experienced a mind reading or a magic show you know in person you know oftentimes so whatever you do is going to be pretty amazing you know and they're going to be happy but uh, just we're comparing it to you know some of these very easy plug and play situations like you're saying so we know how smooth things can usually go and like we want to just be able to focus on the show so we can focus on putting on the best foot forward but i also I'm always confident. And there's some stuff I do in my show, too, that are little, like, getting ready stuff that uh, I always, like, kind of get a little anxious about. But I always remind myself, it's going to work out. I always find a way to do it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you, you absolutely. You problem solve in the in the moment. So, so I was just, uh, if anyone else is feeling, like, uh, 
if you're like me and you just love having everything pre-planned and knowing and just like that helps, uh, I think that's uh, a good strategy to remind yourself of like how like it's going to work out regardless. <laughs> like, well, let me ask you it. this. Yeah. When you showed up, like kind of not knowing what they were going to have and not have that mm-hmm. was likely in the rider that you'd sent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. your agent sent or whatever. Um, was there anything glaring that was like incorrect that you really had to circumvent? Uh, things like figuring out music and uh, microphone. How to make it play. Yeah, to like, you know, hear yourself on a yeah. So, I mean, I've done shows without mics, without music, so I know it's going to happen regardless. But like when there's just like a lot of other moving parts and other activities going on, like you're saying, like a soccer game in the background, and mm. then you're worried about that. And like if their focus is on the soccer game more than your show anyway, too, it's like, all right, I'm you're just expecting me to come and do everything myself, including, you know, the the sound and tech. And yeah, so just not it's, it's, it was a lot. It's a lot. And it's it's just reminding yourself hey you're there you get to do what you love for a living you get to perform and that's what it all comes down to and you know we all have different levels of uh (laughs) of what we think our own quality of the show is but it's still gonna be pretty amazing for the audience and they're gonna be happy and trusting that for sure yeah man so that's another uh, a fun little uh, mental health exercise uh, lesson yeah. for everyone, uh, especially in the, the performance world. But, uh, Matt, let's uh, wrap up uh, goals. You have yes. goals for uh, next week. And what was your goals for last week? All right. I'm looking back. Um, ah, I wanted to get this thing I'm working on on stage before the dark week. And... It's just been impossible to do it. We've got all the pieces in place. We haven't been able to get it on stage for an actual rehearsal yet. Um, So a little disappointed that I wasn't able to do that. Uh, However, have made progress um, on getting there. So as soon as I get back, uh, try to try to get something on. Maybe even before I go, at least get get a date on the books of when we can go in and work on it. That's nice. Get a date on the books to rehearse. I like that. Um, my goals, um, I know it says here, Matt, that I was going to learn Q labs and like chip away at this regimented working away at things. Uh, but what was not written, but implied heavily was to watch Cobra Kai. Uh, and I did that goal <laughs> and nothing else. So, uh, I was to survive and watch Cobra Kai. <laughs> we both did that goal. Yes, we did. So, Good work. So I uh, next week uh, will chip away again. At I've actually been uh, getting through some of the, the, the stack of books. I can actually see how many books are left now. <laughs> like that's, a, that's a plus. So uh, I have been chipping away at the reading part. So, But uh, again, I, I want to work on new routines and some other stuff. And I have some other uh, things to pitch as well. So I'm just putting my ducks in a row, shall we say. That's, Love to hear that's, that. That's my goal. Uh, how about plugs, Matt? What do you want to do for plugs? I will be. Uh, I will be in Las Vegas. I'll be back in Vegas uh, through 2023. Dates are on sale through July. MattFranco.com, and check me out there. Awesome, easy plug. Come to see Matt's show in Vegas. I have a couple um, shows at the Midnight Theater coming up. We have our big uh, grand opening. They got a big uh, a big band. That's what they're called. Like those awesome jazz bands, right? 
mm-hmm. swing music. Mm-hmm. Big so band, they're, yeah. they're kicking that off on the 21st, and uh, me and another magician are uh, kind of opening for them to sort of also promote not just the theater, but our um, uh, show that I'm going to be part of pretty regularly, which they changed from the name Showcase to Magic Tonight, at least for now. It might change again. Who knows? Uh, but the next Magic Tonight show, that's the variety show that I'll be performing in at the Midnight Theater, is on the 24th. So you can buy tickets and check out the details at uh, the Midnight Theater's website, or if you just go to my link tree in my social media bios slash edittleman, uh, you can check out tickets there. And then, of course, visit EricDittleman.com for booking me for... EricDittleman.com for bookings. Yeah. Colleges, corporates, uh, holiday season's quickly approaching. So uh, if you want me to perform for your company party, hit me up. I should also mention really quick, I'm doing this new thing on Instagram. It's like a new feature. It's a subscribe feature. Have you seen this at all on Instagram now? I saw you plugging it and asking... But just mine. You haven't seen it? No, I saw Around. you asking what people want to uh, submit, and uh, you uh, you did show one foot put picture. <laughs> yeah, but that was a joke, obviously. That's not going to be <laughs> a regular feature. But it's interesting because I am just started hearing about it recently, and then my uh, I, I figured, okay, let's try it out. So it's like, you know. It's 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 if anyone wants to see it now, I will tell a little secret here for those who are mm-hmm. already on the Patreon. Yeah, I am going to be sending some of that stuff that exclusive yeah. content there you um, go. over to our our Patreon, which is cool too. Um, so you can kind of get a, a sneak peek there, some of the behind the scenes stuff. But anyway, Instagram has this new function. It is a pay feature. Um, if there are certain people you follow on there and want a little bit more access, there's this new subscription service. So I don't know how long it'll be around. I think it might stick. It's like OnlyFans minus the nudity. Uh, so I don't know if that works or not, <laughs> but we'll see. So I'm excited to try it out. I will say I'm having a lot of fun with it. So there's oh, that too. Nice. Excellent. And yeah, if you are uh, a subscriber to our Patreon, you're going to probably benefit from Matt's exclusives anyway. So Yeah, uh, there you go. So Some one way or least. another. I, I already have yeah. a couple I definitely want to send over. So Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking of our Patreon, we got to thank our producers for the show, Dr. Bob Baker, James Dawson, and Jesse Miller. We appreciate you supporting the show. Uh, and also our other patrons who are at the other tiers as well, uh, where you can sign up and... Uh, Get access to our video vault. Uh, get a thank you card. Uh, a couple people posted their thank you cards on, uh, in the social medias. Uh, and uh, even just like a, a, a welcome message from me and Matt at certain tiers. Uh, so, And we love hearing from you as well. Uh, but uh, if you want to join our Patreon, you go to patreon.com slash mindovermagicpodcast. Uh, and you can also visit us at our website, mindovermagicpodcast.com. Shoot us an email. Again, we love he- hearing from you and your thoughts. If you have things you agree with us on or disagree with us on, we want to hear it all. Uh, mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, our socials, which uh, I have uh, not been able to attend to lately, Matt, because I've been on the road. But at mindmagicpod, we'll get that up and running again soon. I'm all over social. I'm going to just start forwarding you stuff. Or I, I think I can just post it. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that. I didn't want to step on your toes, you know? No, no. Feel free. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Floodgates are open, baby. Mind over magic pod is going to be flooded. (laughs) Mind magic pod, I should say. Yeah, yeah. At mind magic pod. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Boom. It is now over. (laughs) We're
on such a roll and we forgot how we ended the show. <laughs>